Welcome to the Walking in Purpose podcast, where we teach you how to discover your God-ordained purpose for your life and relationships. And I'm your host, Afoke Wunzu, so let's get down to it. Hello, everyone, and thanks for joining us today again. And yes, I know I did not publish. I don't know why I keep saying Polish. I did not publish my episode last week, not because I wanted to, but I'm grateful and thankful to God uh, for my wonderful husband who had to step in and do uh, a podcast twice in a row now. So thank God for my husband. But I am sorry about my absence. It wasn't um, it wasn't, you know, that I was away for just being away sick. I was away for good reason. I was invited to speak or preach at a church for a youth conference. Can you believe it? Um, And it was fantastic. And I thank God for what he's doing and what he continues to do. So that's why I was was away, guys. And I'm very, very, very happy to be back recording. And I'm most excited for the topic that I will be sharing with you today. And as you may have already seen, seen from the title, the message is titled growth and its importance in relationships and marriage and this message is really for the lovely couple who just got married and had a beautiful wedding ceremony if you're in this situation congratulations it is so exciting and marriage is so beautiful and it's wedding season as well uh there's like a wedding almost every weekend i i think if not if not every weekend during the summer and i remember when i got married it was a lot of work i will tell you that from planning to coordinating all the different aspects of the day contracting out some work to the best vendors to ensure everything comes out amazing in the end. Planning can be stressful and it can be a DIY wedding or a wedding where you contract it out to vendors. It is stressful, but our wedding day was so worth it. Actually, I had a double wedding with my older sister who's only 11 months older than me. My goodness, it was such a beautiful, beautiful day, even more beautiful than we imagined. Also, you may still be in the planning stage of getting married. And if you are, girl, I feel you. You must be tired. Your brain is working 24-7 to ensure that it all comes together. But don't worry, it will all come together. And on your wedding day, you will see that it will all be worth it because you've done the work and the results will show that your family and friends will definitely enjoy it and marvel at how beautiful your day will turn out to be. And of course, it'll be beautiful because you've put in the work. It's only fair, right? So congrats to any newlywed couple out there listening or soon to be married. Congrats as well. But what I want to share with you today is this, okay? Even though your wedding day is truly beautiful, God desires for you to have an even more beautiful married life, not just a beautiful wedding day, okay? God desires for you to have an even more beautiful married life, not just a beautiful wedding day. Because today, most of us get married in grand style, We put in the work required for the wedding day to be the most beautiful wedding day ever. And it becomes so. But somehow, somehow, most of us get married and expect beauty in their now married life to just unfold on its own. But no, it doesn't work that way. It certainly did not work that way with your own wedding day. You have to put in the work, right? And your wedding day came out beautiful. Likewise, you also have to put in the work required for your married life to be even more beautiful. It is very important because you can't just wish for a beautiful married life. You have to work to get it because wishing for a beautiful married life is like saying you planted a seed in the ground and in a blink of an eye, all the fruits appear and you have a full-blown beautiful tree that is bearing fruit. But beautiful marriages are marriages that grow. And so your your marriage also has to grow to sustain that beauty. So your marriage has to grow. So that you don't end up in a marriage 
where you start thinking that your marriage is is with the wrong person or that you marriage the wrong spouse or think that the marriage is not working or think that it's a mistake or think that it doesn't look as beautiful as you had imagined. Some people make the mistake of quitting on a marriage too quickly because they felt the marriage wasn't working and God doesn't want you in such a situation. God has blessed you with a marriage and his blessings make rich and add no sorrow with it. It says so in Proverbs 3 verse 22. So God did not and would not bless you with a marriage he did not think you could work with to make it beautiful. God has given you a marriage. He has a purpose for that marriage, but that marriage is now in your hands. What will you do with it? Will you just hold on to it and let it wither away? Or would you put in the work required to see the beauty, to see the fruits? You know, marriage is like a seed. When you get married, the seed is planted in the ground or in the soil. You've done the work to get the seed into the soil by getting married. But don't forget to water the seed in order for that seed, for that plant to grow. Which brings me to my first point, the first point I'd like to share with you today, which is don't forget to water the seeds. Meaning don't forget to grow in your marriage because as humans, we need water to survive. And so do plants as well. So plants need water to survive. If your seed, marriage in this case, needs to grow, then you need water. The living the living water to ensure it grows. And the living water is the word of God, as you may have already known. The word of God is so important in your marriage because if you don't have it to water your own marriage, it will run dry and die. Yes, anything that doesn't grow dies, right? So likewise, if your relationship doesn't grow, it will die. So you need to keep your marriage fresh with the living water, with the word of God. If not, it could run dry and run dry and die. I want to share with you from 1 Corinthians 3 verse 6. It says, I planted the seed, Apollos watered it, but God has been making it grow. So water your life and marriage with the word of God so that God can make it grow. That's why having a relationship with God is very important in your marriage because he gave you that marriage. So you need to ensure you keep growing that marriage with him. And the problem most of the time with some marriages is this. God blesses them with a marriage and after the blessing, they look at the world on how to model their marriage. But please understand that just because your marriage has been blessed by God does not mean you can do whatever you please with it. And doesn't mean you can just model it after the world and then expect to get God's benefits. No, don't model your marriage after an unbeliever's marriage, after a celebrity's marriage, and then expect for God to bless you the way he intended. No. It won't work that way. If the model for you, for your marriage is God's model, then you need God to provide the blessings for the marriage he has given you. You see, there are too many marriages blaming God right now, even as I speak, that God has forgotten them in their marriage, but they fail to see their own actions may have taken them away from the presence of God. In order for God to bless you, you have to be within God's plan, not your own plan. Because God's plan yields God's benefits and your own plans will yield your own benefits. And if your plan was to model your marriage after an unbeliever or celebrity's marriage, you also experience what they also experience and suffer what they also suffer only because of the model you chose, a model based on the world's standards. But God doesn't want that for you as a newlywed or already wed and married. 
God desires for you to be constantly connected to the source of living water. I want to share with you as well from Jeremiah 2 verse 13, reading from the New Living Translation version. Verse 13 says, For my people have done two evil things. They have abandoned me, the fountain of living water, and they have dug for themselves cracked cisterns that can hold no water at all. You see, a cistern is something that holds water. For example, your toilet cistern is the part that collects and stores the water for flushing when needed. And imagine if that is broken. There will be water supply, but it can never really hold any water in it. And it will run out every time, leaving the cistern dry. So if you get the water to water your marriage from the world and from those living inside the world, then your water cisterns will always run dry. But if you water your marriage with the word of God, if you water your marriage seeds with the word of God, the living water, then you will have a living marriage. One that is always connected to the source, always connected to the word of God, to always give life to you in your marriage, whatever the case may be. And if you are married and your marriage feels like it is running out of water, feels like it is dry, or you could say your marriage is thirsty, then perhaps maybe you've been trying to water your marriage from a broken source, a cracked cistern that holds no value, that holds no water. So if your marriage feels thirsty, feels parched, perhaps it is time for some refreshing from the living water of the Most High God, which is freely available through the Word of God. So if your marriage is thirsty, drink from the fountain of living water. And for our newlyweds, hey, Always remember the fountain of living water, the word of God is all you would need to stay fresh and refreshed and at all times in your marriage. And having said this, said this I want to go on to my second point. First point is um, you have to water. Don't forget to water the seed for it to grow. My second point to share with you today is this. Create space or room for growth in your marriage. Okay, create space or room for growth in your marriage. And as you water your marriage with the word of God, don't forget to create room or space for growth. That's right, because if there is no room for growth, then you are giving that room to something else. It's the same thing if you want a plant to grow. You have to create space for it to grow because the amount of space you provide will determine the amount of growth that plant will experience. And likewise for your marriage. If you want it to grow, then create space or room for that marriage to grow. Because without enough room, the plants will become stunted or too small. Yes, we've, est we've, we've established that your marriage is a seed. And while it blooms into a plant, what space have you created for your marriage to grow? And by space, I mean what changes have you made in your new marriage or in your already existing marriage for those married for a long time now? What changes have you made? Have you gotten rid of the issues both of you came, came into the ma marriage with from when you were single? Have you offloaded the baggage that may have gone into the marriage with you, that may be currently occupying space that is required for your marriage to grow? If, it's, if it is not talked about, it doesn't make it non-existent. Just because you don't talk about it doesn't mean it is not there. And I know baggage is something most people don't want to talk about because it can get messy. Well, you chose to marry your spouse and that means you also chose to deal with all the baggage they came with, whether you like it or not. There's always work to be done, but most of us are getting into marriage with unrealistic expectations, thinking that the spouse you're getting married to is perfect and without flaws. Well, newsflash or breaking news, 
There is no finished man or woman anywhere. No matter how many <laughs> muscles that man comes with, no matter how handsome he is, as a woman, you can be the most beautiful wife that ever lived, but that doesn't make you perfect, doesn't make you finished. And if as a woman, you expect to marry a finished man, why then will such a man need you in his life? Because remember, in Genesis, it says, as a wife, you are a helpmate. So if a man is finished, what then are you helping him with? Absolutely nothing. There is nothing at all you can help a finished man accomplish. So that tells you that there's always work to do. And as a woman, the husband you're getting married to has lived a whole life without you before you guys met. He's had experiences. He's made good and also bad decisions. He may have done things he isn't proud of and so much more and same for you. And all those things just don't vanish just because you recently got married. Both you and your husband need to find out these things because this is the baggage that would need to be thrown out in order to create space for your marriage to grow, for you and your spouse to grow together. Luke 14 verse 28 to 30 says, I'm going to read. It says, suppose one of you wants to build a tower. Won't you first sit down and estimate the cost to see if you have enough money to complete it? For if you lay the foundation and are not able to finish it, Everyone who sees it will ridicule you, saying this person began to build and wasn't able to finish. So when you get into a marriage or before getting into a marriage, you have to sit down as well and estimate the cost. In this case, you have to sit down to determine the work you have to invest to get rid of any issues now that can affect the marriage in the long run because it is there. There's always something. It doesn't have to be horrible for it to be talked about. You need to know the baggage your spouse is coming with. And even, you know, even dealing with the baggage helps you, you know, communicate better in your marriage. So be realistic with your expectations. We are all on a journey in this life and you take bags on a journey, right? So what bags have you and your spouse arrived with? You need to find out because if you get married with the assumption that there is no baggage, you are setting yourself up for failure or disappointment. You need to find out what that baggage is. And even as you create room to grow through it, Please understand, please understand that you also need to be vulnerable with your spouse in that marriage. You also need to be vulnerable with your spouse in that marriage. And by vulnerability or by being vulnerable, I mean being open and genuine about everything with your spouse. And you do so with pure and honest emotion. So vulnerable or being vulnerable or be so vulnerable that you can trust your spouse enough without any fear of judgment. You and your spouse need to create such a space in your marriage. It is very important for growth because if such a space does not exist in your marriage, then your spouse just may be vulnerable elsewhere and with someone else. And you don't want that. Vulnerability is so important because then you have a spouse that can speak freely and approach you freely. And I'm referring to both men and women here because whenever something is bugging them, they can be vulnerable with you and speak to you about that thing. Vulnerability is very key in building trust in your marriage. It rules out any mindset that your spouse might judge you in a certain way. Vulnerability builds confidence between you and your spouse because you know you have a safe place to share weaknesses, concerns, or whatever that may be of concern to you. You know, for me, the Holy Spirit helped me understand very early on in my journey that I needed to create a safe space for my husband and I to be vulnerable with ourselves. Because then we could understand our weaknesses, 
our insecurities and we can help ourselves grow through it using the help of the Holy Spirit. And I remember when we first started dating and, and, and even now, I, I used to ask my husband, my husband and I always ask him like, what is your weakness? Or is there anything that, that is challenging you right now or that you're struggling with? What do I need to know about your past and the baggage you came with? And same for him, he asked me the same. I don't know about you, but for me, when my husband is vulnerable with me, I actually feel happy. But happy not because I like that he's struggling with something, but happy because this is a great opportunity to grow and our growing defeats any plans the enemy may have in wanting to use those weaknesses against us to destroy our marriage. And I also do the same to be vulnerable with my husband. It's very key because we've both taken the time to create space and room for ourselves to grow together. And that includes growing through any issues or whatever comes our way. Because truth be told, if these issues are not worked through, then you are inviting the enemy to use those same issues against you because the enemy stays looking for ways to destroy any and every marriage gifted to God's children. Genesis 2 verse 24 to 25 says, That is why a man leaves his father and mother and is united to his wife, and they become one flesh. Adam and his wife were both naked and they felt no shame. So nakedness in marriage is a result of, you know, disposing of every baggage, leaving no room for secrets. It should be all open, not hidden. Also, you can't be naked comfortably with your spouse in issues, in matters, in your marriage, if you're not vulnerable with them. Vulnerability enables you to be open and without shame in the presence of your spouse, where anything can be discussed or communicated to your spouse. So it is very important. And I want to quickly move on to my last last point for you today, which is allow time to grow. Allow time to grow. And as you begin to identify issues and work through them, okay, as you create space for growth, please understand that you will require time to grow through those issues. And this last one I'm going to share with you today is very important. And to be quite frank, some issues are quite heavy to deal with than others, and they might take more time to work through. But whatever the case may be, time is required to work through any and every issue. And if God has given you that marriage, he has also given you the strength and the grace to handle it all. Issues and problems, the Holy Spirit revealed to me, should not be seen as opportunities for divorce in a marriage. Okay, the Holy Spirit revealed this to me many years ago, that opportunities, sorry, that issues or problems in marriage should not be seen as opportunities for divorce. It should not be seen as opportunities for strife in a marriage, but rather Issues or problems should be seen as opportunities for growth, growth to further strengthen and solidify that marriage. Remember, no one is perfect. The Bible only allows divorce for adultery. Oh, sorry, allows divorce, yeah, for adultery is what I'm trying to say. And even at that, it can always be worked through if the couple should allow God to work through it. But generally, issues in marriage should not be seen as opportunities for divorce. Because the enemy keeps trying different ways to destroy marriages. But as you begin to see issues as opportunities for growth, you will see that you and your spouse, when you work through issues and get through them, uh, you, you will see that it gets very easy as time goes on. You have to get to work and get to working through the issues. And with time, they come very easy to work through. And that's a sign of growth. 
And I remember when my husband and I, we were still dating and engaged to be married. We had issues creep up. And that's when we started talking about our own baggage from like the get-go, from the onset. And we had to work through them. I remember then we could argue about only God knows what, but the Holy Spirit has helped us grow through a lot of things. Yes, the occasional disagreement may come up even now, but we now have our own rhythm. We have our own system where it's resolved in less than 15 minutes. And I'm not kidding you here. Like really quickly, because we saw those issues and we continue seeing issues that may want to come up as opportunities for growth. And we continue to see them that way because it has made us grow into very wholesome and dynamic couples by the grace of God and only by the grace of God. We hardly ever argue where we used to argue a lot in the past. We keep no secrets. We have a very naked marriage. Matthew 13, verse 24 to 29, it talks about the parable of the weeds. It says, uh, from verse 24, it says, Jesus told them another parable. The kingdom of heaven is like a man who sowed good seed in his field. But while everyone was sleeping, the enemy came and sowed wings, so not wings, <laughs> and sowed weeds among the wheat and went away. And then 26, when the weeds sprouted and formed heads, then the weeds also appeared. The owner's servant came to him and said, sir, don't you sow good, or sorry, didn't you sow good seed in your field? Where then did the weeds come from? And then verse 28, he said, an enemy did this. The servants asked him, do you want us to go and pull them up? And then verse 29, he says, he says, no, he answered, because while you are pulling the weeds, you may uproot the wheat with them. Let both grow together until the harvest. At that time, I will tell the harvesters, first collect the weeds and tie them in bundles to be burned, then gather the wheat and bring it into my barn. So if you allow the Holy Spirit help you see that the problems and issues you may face in your marriage are merely opportunities for growth, you will grow through it. The farmer in the parable we just read, it appeared like he had only one option, which was to burn the plants and the, and the tares or weeds together. But he told the servants, no, let both grow together and at the right time, take out the issues and throw it out in the fire. So don't throw your marriage away into the fire just because issues may arise. If you ever get to this point in your marriage and if you've been married and you were considering throwing out your marriage, please don't. The marriage God has given you is his gift to you and the enemy only wants you to get rid of that gift because the enemy knows it doesn't get gifts from God. And that's why the enemy sowed weeds or issues in the first place. It wants you to destroy the marriage, but don't give in. Don't give up. The Holy Spirit is revealing this to you today because God has a plan for your marriage. Since the beginning of time, if you go through Genesis and you read, you see that the enemy has always been against marriages. That's why it quickly went in and destroyed the first marriage, which was between Adam and Eve. The first marriage never realized the full potential because of the enemy. But thank God for Jesus, who has restored us back to living fruitful lives and marriages. And we can now realize the full potential of the beauty God had always had in store for our marriages. So do not destroy your marriage because of the issues. Don't throw your marriage into the fire with the issue. It is just with the issues. It is just the enemy's plan to derail you from the blessings God has in store for you. You just have to grow through it and throw the weeds or issues only into the fire. Growth is never easy. It's very uncomfortable, but it is very rewarding. And I'd like to add that the farmer from the parable of the weeds, 
if he hadn't cleared out the weeds, the weeds that were previously on his farm, the enemy would have still sowed weeds and the farmer wouldn't have known the difference. He, would have, he wouldn't have known the importance of getting rid of weeds that could destroy his plants. And the enemy would have easily sown weeds amongst the pre-existing weeds to cause more damage and the farmer wouldn't have even known about it. That's why it is important for you to also clear the weeds, the issues in your marriage that can choke up your marriage plant and take up space that is required for your marriage plants to grow. Your marriage requires work to grow because it doesn't, because if it doesn't grow, it will die. And I want you to understand something else before I run up here today. I want you to understand that your marriage is like a Chinese bamboo tree. Yep, you heard me right. Your marriage is like a Chinese bamboo tree. If you've never heard of this tree before, the Chinese bamboo tree is just like any other tree that requires water and other nutrients to grow. It requires space to grow and time to grow as well, but it is a unique tree because in its first year, you don't see any visible signs of growth, no. And there are no signs of growth for the second year, the third year, the fourth year, and of course, any farmer would begin to lose patience and begin to wonder if all the nurturing invested in planting the seed is worth it. But in the fifth year, something happens. The bamboo tree miraculously grows to about 80 to 90 feet in just six weeks in that fifth year alone. But did that tree really just miraculously decide to grow all of a sudden? Of course not. It may have looked like nothing was happening, but the seeds planted were growing. They were stretching and spreading to create a rigid and solid root system to enable that tree grow into such a beautiful um, tall tree that, that, that grows up to 80 or 90 feet in height. And not only does the Chinese bamboo tree grow so fast in such a short time in its fifth year, the bamboo tree itself has a wide variety of benefits. And you can look it up in your free time on the internet. But if that tree did not take four years for the root, for the root system to grow, that Chinese bamboo tree wouldn't grow to such a staggering height of 80 to 90 feet in only six weeks. So you can say the height of that tree is dependent on the growth and stability of the root system. So if you want your marriage to grow far, then grow like the Chinese bamboo tree. Put in the work in the roots, in the foundation. So your marriage may not look like what you want it to look like right now. That's fine. There may be issues you need to work with. That's fine. There may be problems, but God is revealing them to you today because he wants you to grow through it all. He wants you to create a very strong, rigid and solid root, root, root system, a solid foundation to sustain the staggering growth your marriage will have. Your marriage is going to be so beautiful and it will get even more beautiful as you grow, but you need to have the capacity to keep that marriage beautiful. You have to have a solid foundation and that solid foundation, that solid root system starts with God and then everything else follows. So don't compare yourself to anyone's marriage. Your marriage is unique and there's a reason God brought you and your spouse together. Had the Chinese bamboo tree farmer uprooted that tree prematurely in his first to fourth year, thinking there was no growth, then he would have lost the benefits of the bamboo tree. But as you grow in your marriage, you will need to water that marriage plant with the word of God. Walk with God and let him lead you. And as you walk with God, faith is required because without faith, it is impossible to please God. It will also be impossible to walk with God without faith. So don't dig up your seed in your marriage because you look at someone else's marriage that has gone through the five years of their Chinese bamboo tree growth process, a marriage that has put in the work to get to the fifth year and is now bearing fruits. Meanwhile, 
Yours may just be in its first to fourth year. You need to stick to your own marriage's growth process, not someone else's. You need to work with God to understand what that growth process looks like. And you can only go through the growth process if you work through any issues that may come up in your marriage and also work with God through them all. So don't compare your first, second, or third year to someone else's sixth year in the Chinese bamboo tree growth cycle of their marriage. It'll take it. It'll make you throw your marriage away because you feel like it's rubbish. But no, do not compare your first, second, or third year to someone else's sixth year in their marriage, because the sixth-year marriage Chinese bamboo tree, like I guess, <laughs> what am I trying to say? The sixth-year Chinese bamboo tree marriage that you might see today was once where you are right now. They were once in their first year. They were once in their second year, but they've grown through it all. And now you can see the beauty of their marriage. So you also have to grow through your first, second, third, fourth year to get to your fifth year blessings in your marriage. So nurturing is required with water and other nutrients. Space and time is also required to grow in your marriage. So don't compare it's like digging up the Chinese bamboo seed to check if the seed is really in the ground. You are stunting the growth when you do that and slowing down the time required for that marriage to grow smoothly into its fifth year where the fruits will start to show if you compare a marriage to someone else's. Also, don't uproot your seed and take it elsewhere in the hopes that it will grow as quickly as other people's marriages. A Chinese bamboo tree, tree seed will experience the same growth process anywhere it is taken to and uprooting that tree or the seed would not make it grow any faster. It will still need four years to grow and it will produce in its fifth year. So trust God as you walk with him. Your marriage doesn't, doesn't have to take five years to see fruits, but five years means time and time is required for your marriage to grow. And even as I close, Lord, I pray for every newly married, already married or single person listening right now, that they will learn to walk with you and understand that you have a beautiful plan for their marriage. I also pray that Lord, you will, Give them the wisdom on how to grow in their marriages so that they can bear the fruits and also help them grow through their marriage to obtain the fruits, to witness the fruits contained in their marriage seed in Jesus' name. And Lord, I pray for as many may have heard this message, may they not compare their marriage or cut it short because they don't see fruits right away. But rather with the understanding gained from the sharing of your word today, Lord, I pray that everything that is required for their growth, that you will begin to reveal to them in the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. So. Don't forget to water your marriage, create space for your marriage to grow and allow time for your marriage to grow. You have a beautiful marriage and God cannot wait for you to see the great plans for your marriage to unfold. God bless you and we'll see you next week. God bless you, and I'm sure this message has blessed you as much as it has blessed me. Please like, subscribe, share, or leave a comment to let me know or let us know how you've been blessed by this message. Or if you would like to email us, you can do so by writing to us at info at walkinandpurpose.ca. And also don't forget to follow our page on Instagram and also Facebook. Our handle is at walkinandpurposepodcast. And also share with as many as the Holy Spirit leads you to share with. God bless you and we'll see you next week.